as a marketer, I run our affiliate program here. And one thing that I do whenever we get a new affiliate to the program, I always send a personal video. This is Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, episode 64. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. Kennedy. Yes. Kennedy. Yes. Kennedy. Yes. Kennedy. I feel I'm like dad. Dad. What do you want? <laughs> it's the only circumstance under which people don't like the sound of their own name, isn't it? Yes. It's when you're being nagged about something. Other rest of the time, everyone loves the sound of their own name. We should use it all the time if we possibly can, apart from like over merging it into emails, which we all did at some point. We, we all did that, absolutely. So today, uh, hello, this is Robin Kennedy, by the way. Hello. From Response Street. Very excited to be back again, your ear holes. So excited, I forgot to tell you who we were, uh, as if you don't already know. Yes. Uh, so today, we are chatting with Mr. Ollie Bridge. From Bonjuro. If you're not familiar with Bonjuro, it's one of the most disruptive apps that I've seen over the last few years. It's such a simple idea. Such a simple idea. We're talking about one of our favorite subjects, which is how do you break through the over-automation when everybody knows that it's not really personal, you're actually merging their name into something. How do you break through that with personalization, but do it in a really economical, really good way? And where should you be doing it? How should we do it? We're going to talk all about that with Ollie, right? I think Bonjuro has become one of those apps where if you ask 100 people what their favorite marketing apps are, it's definitely in the top three. Like there's Slack and Asana and maybe Basecamp. And Response like Suite. And Response Suite, obviously. <laughs> I meant apart from Response Suite. Indeed. Bonjuro's up there, absolutely. And it's one of those things where when I first saw it, I thought, why do I need an app that does that? I just record a quick video on my phone mm. and then I'll, I'll have... I'll have infusions after email me when somebody buys something. Yeah. I'll record a quick video on my phone. And then I got that far into the thought process and I went, oh, and then we'll, like, then there's no gonna, like super, get... there's no super quick way to upload it and have it automatically be blasted off to the right place with no. a click. You would have to like upload it to something, right? Then get the link from that thing, right. open up an email, find, send, their email address. find their email address, ping it over with the link in, type out the email, then hit send. And by the time you've done that for one person, you could have recorded another three videos in Bonjuro. It's great. It is really, really good. The other great thing about Bonjuro is it's video and it's not photos because this week Facebook had a problem. Yeah. And Instagram and WhatsApp. Yes. So it's been happening a few times recently. Yeah. They're obviously making some big changes over at the big blue place, aren't they? Yes, indeed. And so, the big green place and the big purple place that is inside yeah, the big blue place. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So that was, that was pretty funny. So uh, there was no selfie for, from you for about at least 20 minutes. What was weird was I posted an Instagram story. Yeah. And it said, error, tap okay. hit and retry. So I tapped and retried, errored again, tapped and retried. Then it went through successfully. But then my girlfriend, Rachel, texted me and said, I can't see your Instagram story. Yeah. So it looks like it's been posted. It looks like it's been posted. Yeah. My friend Martin sent me a screenshot of an event about an event we're going to. And uh, he said, what do you think? And I'm like, what about? He said, the thing I was blurry. Said, oh, um, uh, that was by uh, that was by Facebook. I'll WhatsApp it to you. All right. Same problem again. Thinking, <laughs> well, I said, no, are you, have you encoded it? Not thinking that's all part of the same property and all that sort of stuff. But and then I have the same problem with LinkedIn. I'm not sure if that's related or it's just because Microsoft doing it now. That's the other big blue place. It's the other big blue place. So something's weirds going on with 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 the old images. Very weird. <laughs> so now we need to go over to the all important Rob's quote of the week. Yes, because as they say, when the sausage is undercooked, the pen doesn't fit in the hole. And it can't. It can't. 
And that makes perfect bit of motivation to kickstart you with. There you go. That's all happening, isn't it? That's all happening. Thank you to everybody who's been leaving us reviews. In fact, I'm going to pull, uh, we've been, been doing a big high five recently to all of our new listeners. Yo, yo, you got to say, shall, yo, shall we do it? Shall we do it? That was re- I actually had to run across the, run across the studio. <laughs> it's when you hear the voices get a little bit quiet. So, uh, Sergeant Simula Crum. Wow, that was a trick you want to say. Was he in Dad's Army? Uh, <laughs> Five-star review over on iTunes. I'm reading this out on for. And it says, expertly teasing out the 10% of stuff that actually works. Thank you, Sergeant. I'm going to read the rest of it now. By the way, before I do, if you're a new listener, go over to iTunes, your favorite podcast player. Leave us a review. We'll give you a name check and we'll read it out. And we are really celebrating the new listenership. So, Sergeant, you said podcasts often fail to extract highly actionable insights and tactics from guests. Not so here. Rob and Kennedy, that's the pair of us, Robert, manage to uncover insights from their guests that can genuinely change your business trajectory. Take episode 60, for example, and that was it's a beautiful a, thing with old King, uh, with uh, Nicholas King, Kuzmich. King Kuzmich. King Kuzmich is Royal Highness himself. He'll be bloody loving that. Thanks, thanks, Nick, buddy. Um, um, did he write this review? Hang on. Um, no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, he might have done. He might be the secret sergeant. Sergeant Kuzmich. Uh, he might be. I don't know if it is. Um, he said, it completely changed the way I thought about Facebook ads. And it was more valuable than any one of the 500 plus blogs I've read about this subject matter. The podcast is hilarious too. So if you don't want tactics or insights, just tune in for the irreverent delivery. Here ends the lesson. That's Here mighty kind. That is mighty kind. What a very nice thing to He's say. He's got a distinguished taste. He's got distinguished taste. I feel like Monsieur Surgeon is spoiling us. Did he say one of the best podcasts or the best podcast? Uh, the podcast is hilarious. Podcasts often, he didn't say any of those words. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what he was sort of saying there was the best, the podcast, best podcast ever in the world to on, do any with, topic, any, on any topic ever. Run by one guy with blonde hair and white hair and one guy with, with red hair. That was very kind. So if you would like to be uh, Sergeant, I can't do this quickly. The Sergeant is great. If you'd like to be great, be like the Sergeant. That didn't work. And go and post a review uh, on your favorite podcast player. player. So if you're on Apple Podcasts or whatever the heck it is, you're listening to it on. I'm I'm a Google Podcast fan myself, so I'm enjoying that. I'm an Apple fanboy, so. There you go. That's all right. That's a a yingly arm for everything, isn't it? So we're all working out quite nicely. Obviously, Rob and I are obsessed, obsessed. Addicted to email, with email marketing. We just love it because we know that when we get somebody to move from one of our audience platforms, whether that be, I don't know, podcast or uh, your Twitter or your Facebook or, or, or whatever you're, wherever you're building your audience, and you move them onto your email list, you now have that data that you can do stuff with. The problem is, I don't know about, don't know about you, but a lot of us have been experiencing a real downturn in the engagement and the response we've been getting from our emails. Boo. Boo, right? So we decided to go and see, sort of look under the hood and figure out why that was. And we are sharing all of that information about how we've changed the impact we can have with our emails, really changed the number of sales sales we can make of our various products in email. And we're delivering that all via a lovely, free, complimentary web class that you can go and tune into. I genuinely think you're going to get absolutely loads 
out of it. We're running it a few times and go register now. You can go and do that over at responsesuite.com slash webinar. I promise you'll have a blast. Yeah, if email marketing's up your street, go there. You'll have a, a fun time. If it's not, go to a different website. Yes, go to a different website. Indeed. So let's talk, let's talk now about personalized video, how to use it, how to do it at scale, whatever that scale might be. Enjoy this interview. Ollie Bridge, welcome to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. How's it going, dude? Hello, really well. Yeah, thanks for having me. Love the podcast, so really pleased to be invited onto it. Absolutely, our pleasure. Thanks for coming along. We want to talk to you, obviously, about video, because that's what you guys over at Bonjour do. We look at this, the landscape of video and how things have developed. It's easier than ever to make video. But as anything, when it's much easier and more accessible, the expectations of what we should do with that video become higher. So as an overview, based on what you see over there at Bonjuro, what have you seen happening in terms of how people have changed the way they actually use video now? Uh, it's, a really, it's a really good question. I think it's a big one as seen, well. It's a big one, but I'll take, I'll take it on. It's, what we've seen here is, you know, I think video uh, sort of five, 10 years ago online was pretty much the domain of bigger businesses that could afford to have like a whole department dedicated to creating video, the resources you needed for it. So we're thinking, talking things like video hosting and then getting all the equipment that you need, like you know, lav mics and stands and all of that type of stuff and you know, little green screens for backdrops. I think that is, it's not, it's not a thing of the past, but I don't think it's that relevant nowadays for smaller businesses, for entrepreneurs, business owners, creatives, you know, people in that space. I think what we're seeing now is that video is easy to make on the fly. Um, and it's really easy to invite people into your business and sort of show them a bit of you at all sorts of different points during the customer journey and during that funnel. So we're moving away from this sort of video hosting and putting a lot of time and money and resource behind one video. And we're seeing businesses and particularly small businesses spend much more time on things like Instagram, where they're creating you know, Instagram stories daily to make sure people know who they are and the culture of their business. And um, you know, lots of other tools helping you create sort of really sort of agile, slick, quick videos that you can share with your audience. That's amazing because in the same way that the, the mobile phone revolution went from can we make it smaller, 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 smaller to now can we make the screen bigger, 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 bigger. Video has gone through that sort of evolution as well, hasn't it? Where it's gone from how polished and sexy and cutaways and B-roll and all that fancy stuff can video be because it has to be because that's what people expect. Now we've almost flipped the other way where there's a real deeper connection to be had with people by doing much more of a, I'm just talking to my phone. This is really candid. It's really unpolished video that you can just send to people. And they're really accepting of that now. We don't think of, oh, that, that looks a bit cheap. We've totally flipped on our, on, on our perception of that, haven't we? Yeah, I think, it's, um, I think we're sort of hardwired to pay attention to it. So when, I know when I go on my Facebook feed, and I don't know about you guys, but if I see, I'm scrolling down my feed and I see someone recording a video that looks like it's on mobile, it's as if I think, oh, is that a friend that's just recorded something? It's not a friend. It's probably a marketer telling me something, but it's really, really engaging. And if they get the message right in that first sort of five to seven seconds, and suddenly I'm sort of three minutes down the line listening to their message, clicking on their ad, and yeah, I think it's a really powerful way of doing things. And I do think that sort of rough and ready and a bit raw is a better way of doing it. Of course, you've got to prepare and have, you know, your content's got to hit the mark. Um, but I, I do think that sort of 
yeah, raw, rough and ready in the moment is a much nicer way of doing it. And we're seeing it everywhere, you know, like those sort of less polished, really sort of ghetto looking videos are really working well, like you said, for ads, because then it looks less like an ad, but also like people are becoming more and more used to it. I think, you know, if you go on Instagram, I know I certainly do, I think most people do spend most of their time looking through Instagram stories rather than flicking up and down. Through yeah, that's the what the stats say, isn't it? Yeah. And so that, that, that means we're just seeing that type of mobile phone held video all the time, because that's the only way to do that. Yeah. Um, and so that definitely sort of starts to sit better with us in terms of that. So where do you think these videos, where do you think video generally is starting to fit in a business in terms of the, the, where it sits in the sales funnel now? I think, so for me, the last, as I was saying, sort of 10, 15 years, people and small businesses have really been taught a lot and developed some great skills around creating content that will attract customers, so attract leads. So you know, I'm sure a lot of your listenership are really great at creating ebooks and probably creating sort of um, you know video as, as part of their their content marketing. Mm-hmm. But actually, where I think the transition is taking place is once you've got someone in your funnel and they're in a position to engage with you as a business. I think people are being much better at um, using video to sort of bridge that gap. So when it's whether it's in the sort of conversion phase of a funnel and you want to build a bit of trust with a new lead that might have, say you're a photographer and you've got an inquiry on your website, in the past you might have had a, an autoresponder or you might have put them on sort of drip, some sort of drip campaign to try and sort of put them in a position to eventually become a customer. Nowadays, you can almost shortcut that and just say, right, I'm going to whip up my phone, record a video, send them a video and say, welcome, make it personal to them, let them know you know about their business and about, you know, their sort of pain points and what they might want from you and your service um, and really sort of bridge that gap. I think people, audiences don't mind that now. They're expectant of it. So, so I think it's a really good way of doing things. So I think the first position to use video for me is really in that conversion phase. How do you quickly bridge that gap between you and your customer, show them your face, show them that you care about them um, and, and win their trust essentially. So we're talking about doing this in the pre-sales phase. We're talking about this is a new inquiry, a new contact, a new uh, subscriber, maybe to a certain level. Of, obviously, if you're driving subscribers by the bucket load every single day, which is many people's model. But if you're doing something, maybe a, an application form where you're going to be driving a, a smaller quantity and a higher quality person into into the funnel then it seems it seems like you could probably do that i suppose one of the questions has to be around what should be in that video what should the content be should that be a direct like help them pay, help to the pitch should that be a uh, just an offer of help what what does what have you seen as a really successful piece of content for that i mean should it go to a sales conversation should it be a sales pitch yeah, I think it depends on the context. But mm-hmm. say, for example, um, I'll tell you something we do here at Bonjoro. So Bonjoro, obviously, we, we have a video uh, email application. Mm-hmm. And something we do, every new sign-up to Bonjoro, we get about 50 a day. We send every single one of them a personal welcome video. And what we do in that video, we first say their name. You've got to say the person's name. Let them know that if you're taking the time to record a 30, 60-second video for someone, let them know that it's specifically for them. Um, then the second thing is I always think up front, right at the start of your video, tell them the two or three things that you're going to talk about in the video. So it might be, you know, first thing, thank you for coming on board with the business. Second thing, I'm going to share with you X, Y, or Z. Um, and one thing we do as well, we always use a call to action at the end of our video. So mm-hmm. it's really important to be thinking about driving action. 
So going back to the photographers, for example, it might be that you get an inquiry and you don't want to really get too pushy and get too salesy straight up. Why not send them a video thanking them for their inquiry, uh, letting them know to check out the rest of your Instagram profile, for example, and using the call to action on your video to link to your Instagram profile so they can check out some of the other weddings or uh, you know whatever events you've been doing photography for just to sort of warm them up a bit more. So it's not pushy. It's just a nice way of sort of welcoming them thanking them for their interest and then letting them sort of do the rest. Hmm, very cool. I mean, for, you know, in case, just in case anyone hasn't come across Bonjuro before as a concept, basically somebody takes an action within your marketing, whether that's by a product or register, it pings you a notification on your phone or on desktop. You can record a super quick video to say, Hey, Ollie, thanks so much for doing this thing. Here's what to do next. And then sign off with something. Uh, and then it just sends it out to them. So really great application. Now, I know a lot of people use that when they get a new subscriber or when they get a new customer. I'll give you an example of when I use it, for example. So I have a mem- one of my businesses, I have a, a member program and one of the things I'm really focused on at this level and for most of us we really need to we live in a world now where we really need to focus on the consumption of our information especially if you've got a subscription model a membership program or that kind of thing and the people are not consuming your content every month or however often you build them then they're very quickly going to leave your churn's going to be through the roof and you want to increase your retention so one of the first things I do somebody becomes a new customer on my program I send them a video which says, hi, Ollie, welcome to the program. I'm really excited to have you on board. I'm really flattered that you've trusted me on this. Look, when you receive the stuff through the mail, because it's a physical thing, it's a physical newsletter, I want you to try and resist consuming the two things you really subscribed for. And instead, what I've done is I've included this other thing that I want you to consume first. And here's the reason why I want you to do that, because it's going to help you with everything else. And they can see that I'm already helping them and seeding that mindset going forward of what's going to be in that box when they receive it. And of course, then I give them some, some quick takeaways and some quick wins. So that's a really powerful way of, of that I'm using instant video. I'm actually using Bonjour, your guys' app, but that's the way that I'm using it. And it's so powerful. People reply to it going, wow, I can't believe that I received a personal message from you because they're really not expecting it. Like you say, it has their name in it and you've got some great, you know, you've got some great tools for doing that. So it's, it's really, really powerful. What I'm interested to know is from your perspective at Bonjuro, what are the other really cool applications that you're seeing people using this for? Uh, obviously, you guys are welcoming people to as Bonjuro customers or Bonjuro signups. That's great. Kennedy's using it as membership there. What else are you seeing as a really useful uh, use for the, for the platform? Yeah, there's a bunch of different use cases. And I think as we build Bonjuro, we're going to try and build more and more sort of video tools that fit more across the funnel uh, so right now there's a heck of, there's a lot of onboarding and welcoming and thanking of new customers and it works really well to develop trust and make sure that they're really primed to become sort of active customer um, where else we're seeing it is in um, using it for sort of outbound prospecting a little bit as well so mm-hmm. if you're looking to um, you've got a bit of interest you've got a list of leads that you're working on you can use it in outbound prospecting so it might be that you hold up a whiteboard with someone's name written on it and then deliver your message that way it just shows them it's really about showing them that you've taken the time so i think you know this whole sort of big list of uh, prospects and pinging out uh, an email to all of them that's barely barely personal um it's not really the way to go now so we do have salespeople using it in that sense Really where I love video is more once you've got the customer in, how do you keep them engaged and educated and and active with your service? And how do you make sure that they stick around? So um, something that we see as well is, um, I'll tell you a quick story actually. We've got a a company, a a guy called Tim McElravey who runs a YMCA camp uh, over in the States. 
Um, and he has a number of donors that donate to his, to his camp. Um, and what he started doing, he started sending personal videos to past donors. These are people that might have sent him money sort of two, three, four, five years ago to invest in projects that his camp are interested in that's going to help the, the kids that turn up to summer camp every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got in touch with us in November last year and he said, okay, I, I sent one video out to uh, an old uh, donor to our summer camp and I linked them with a call to action in that video to the great work that we had done and all of the new facilities that we'd built with some of their money that they donated last time. Oh, he said he woke nice. up. It's really cool. He woke up the next morning um, and had an extra $3,000 in his bank <laughs> account. Which, you know, so when you're thinking about sort of reactivation, which I think is a really important thing. So you might have had customers that have worked with you previously and you're thinking, okay, how do I get back? Um, how do I engage with them, make them sort of interested in my business again? I think, again, that's a really great way of using video just to remind them that you're there, that you care. Um, and, and this one I thought was a really, really amazing uh, use case. And he absolutely loves Bonjour. And I think it's a really cool thing for summer camps like that. That's really, really amazing. And you, you give me another idea, which is for any of us who are selling products and you're launching new products maybe quite often, is you might struggle to sometimes get testimonials, like getting people to take the time out now because time's so precious. Even back in the day, you could just bang out an email saying, hey, can you give me a testimonial for this new thing I'm launching? People would be like, oh yeah, here you go. But now like, you do have to do a bit more chasing. Imagine instead you send them a quick video for after your first few customers have bought this saying, hi, Ollie, thank you so much for buying my ABC new ebook or ABC online course, I'm currently in the phase of collecting testimonials. You probably noticed that I didn't have many testimonials on the sales page when you were kind enough to trust me and take that leap and be one of the early adopters. Really appreciate you for that. Could I get a quick testimonial off you? I think if someone can see in your eyes, look at your face, hear their name, and and you make that request, you are absolutely going to get much more response. I think doing personalization in, and I made a, a video about this a while ago on, on my LinkedIn or something, was about doing going to personalization in a world of over-automation really stands out and really cuts through, doesn't it? Yeah, it's interesting you say the word automation. So actually, we have an internal ethos here at Bonjoro that we talk about a lot, and it tries to sort of a guiding principle for us. And it's, uh, it's automate processes, but never relationships. Love so that. We, so we always try and think, and when we think about video as well, it's how can you automate the processes that sit behind this? But when the time is right, when the important bit comes up, how do you make it so that you're, make it so it's personal, make it so it's face-to-face or it's one-to-one. So you can set up your funnels in the background that are automating certain systems in your business. But when it counts, make sure that you're the person that's doing it and make sure the work you're doing is human and that the person at the other end knows that you've taken the time to do it. Absolutely. I really love that. I mean, we love really that. talk about this idea that automation sometimes takes over too much and it needs to be stripped back a little bit. This is so cool. Now, we're going to interrupt proceedings for a second to play our first game of this episode. Now, as you will know, the first game of the episode is always themed around you. Now, because Bonjuro sounds a little bit like a sort of, uh, you know, different word for hello, which I'm sure is maybe it's what it's meant for, I don't know. Uh, we've, we've got called this game, I came up with a title. It's called Bonjuro. Yeah, nice. Bonjour. Oh, and what we're going to do? We're going to li- list. We're going to list out uh, ten different greetings in different languages. When I say list out and read them out, we're going to absolutely butcher the pronunciation of all of these. So, uh, apologies for our international friends. Uh, please have a good laugh at our inability to do this. The last one's my favourite, by the way. Yeah, we're going to have a great laugh at that, aren't we? Thanks for that, Bob. Um, so, and your your job is to tell us which language that is a greeting in. 
Wow. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so let's go for it. Nice. Are, you, are you particularly well travelled, Ollie? Um, fairly, not not that well, but I'll, I'll give it a London, haven't you? Do so you have a backpack? Oh, escape London. Yeah, let's go. Do London. you have a backpack? Have you cleaned elephants? I do have a backpack. Mm-hmm. I haven't cleaned elephants. No. Right. Okay. Here we go. Buongiorno. Uh, Italian. It is one. Right. We're at the we're at the starting gate. Next one is Svaiki, I think. I'm gonna go with Norwegian. Oh, yeah. Lithuanian. So we've only got one uh, Guten Tag. Oh, German. Yes. Hola. Spanish. Yes. Bonjour. French. Yes. Good dog. Swedish. Oh, it was Dutch. Ah. A bok. <laughs> no idea. Croatian. Ah. I think this one's probably pronounced. I think this one's probably pronounced Terre, T E R E. To be completely clear, this actually means good health is as a literal translation. But they use it as hello. Mm-hmm. Argentina. Uh, it's Estonian. Uh, okay. Ciao. Ciao. Yeah. Um, ciao. I thought that was Italian as well, but maybe it not. is. It is, it is an Italian one. Yeah, we'll get let you in there. Uh, and the last one, my favourite. Oi. Which could be Geordie, couldn't it? It could be, 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 be Geordie. Yes. Oi. Swedish. Uh, it's Portuguese. You did five, uh, five out of ten. 50%. One out of two in. I'll take that. One out of two in. Bad. <laughs> Very good. I enjoyed that. That was excellent. So back to back to this, uh, the land of uh, videos. One of the things that I know that, you, you know, Bonjuro makes super easy is that when you send out this, because one of the problems we've got, I think, as, as digital businesses primarily, is that we need to make sure that our customers and subscribers go through the flow of things we want them to go through in the order we want them to do it. So, for example, somebody's just joined Kennedy's new member program there's Hooray! a bunch of things <laughs> there's a bunch of things they need to do they need to go in to get into the facebook group then they need to fill in this quick survey then they need to go and watch out for the postman coming in or postwoman coming and giving them all of the stuff then they need to make sure they go and do this and go and do that lots of stuff people have to do in order to get the most out of everything that we're doing and sometimes if you just give them a big long thank you page full of step one do this step two do this step they're going to miss things so one of the nice things about bonjuro is, is that that's one sort of step of their process where you can send them this little quick video like a day after they join and tell them to do something specific now one of the things that you guys make really easy is that along with the video you can have like a call to action button that you can make go wherever you want to go now one of the things i know when i first put mine together is i said great i've recorded a video i'm, I'm going to record the video that's going to go there that's mm-hmm. good that's the bit of copy that's going to go with it now where do i want to send them and i was sort of torn between different things do i send them to the facebook group i run a survey for people who join the program do i want to send them there I'm trying to work out what that is so can you talk to us a bit about i, I guess where that call to action yeah. came from and therefore what you guys recommend doing with it generally yeah so the call to action came from um basically our own challenge in the business so we were trying to get people to activate so i think we're talking about activation here aren't we Mm -hmm. and and getting people to engage with you your message and any resources that you want them to consume in those sort of first days and weeks with your business um so the way we thought about it was okay we're sending this video and it's great but um just telling someone to go somewhere is not really a very good workflow for that person. So we decided to implement call to actions into Bonjuro videos. And actually the way we use it is to, we have a little button, we call it get started. So in the video, we welcome them to the business and we say, okay, here is where you get started. So it's the same for every single customer that comes into the business. Here's your button to get started. Click on that. 
And it gives us a great piece of transparency because we know who is actively engaged and who isn't, um, which is another thing we could probably talk about. I think this is an important part of video. It actually helps you pull out who are those VIPs, who are the people you should be spending your time on. Um, so the Get Started video then goes through to a landing page that we sculpted for them, all the things they need to do with Bonjouri product itself, uh, including a video walkthrough of particular sort of key parts of the platform. So call to actions, yeah, are really interesting, really important. And yeah, as I said, I think a, a great part of using call to actions in videos is that, you know, who are those people that have engaged? Are they the people you then want to be spending your time on? I think that's a sort of key part of video. It's a great thing that it allows you to do. That's really cool. Actually, so I like the idea of just thinking about, okay, great. what would I consider to be the activation step that I want somebody to take in order mm. to raise their hand and actually get started with the thing they said they're going to get started with? Um, now, metrics and tracking and stuff, that's something I hadn't really factored in. Obviously, I know I get a little notification when somebody's opened and watched my Bonjuro, mm. so yay for that. Uh, what are you actually looking for? Because you mentioned there's some really interesting stuff in terms of being able to look at the metrics and who's doing what and, and you know, work out who your sort of VIPs are. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so when we're thinking about, we're actually um, doing a project here where we're trying to, we're actually going to build out a part of Bonjuri that's going to allow you to link back to your own CRM. So if they've taken an action um, that comes up in your own CRM, so for example, they bought a product, you'll be able to trigger that in Bonjuri so you can see you've driven a result with your video. We're pretty early on that and we're not there yet. But in terms of tracking sort of opens, clicks, and views, what we do with Bonjour is you can see people that have opened your videos, you can see people that have played your videos, you can see those that have clicked the call to action. You can actually, there's a little thank you button on videos as well, so people can give you almost a sort of low touch, hey, I got your video, thanks so much for sending it, I appreciate it. Um, so then you can go into the platform and filter by people that have done particular actions. Um, and the beauty of that is that, you know, if you're looking for people that are highly engaged that are probably going to click your call to action, you can filter through for those people and then work, you know, more depending on where they are in your funnel, you can work on those more as well. So there's, there's so many different ways of, of using call to actions with videos. You know, I, as a marketer, I run our affiliate program here. And one thing that I do whenever we get a new affiliate for the program, I always send a personal video. And as part of that, I send a link through to a walkthrough of the uh, affiliate program from their point of view. And I just walk them through step by step. So I'm not trying to do that in the initial video. The initial video is really about the trust and the relationship and making sure that they're engaged with me and with the business and they see that we care about them, which I think is hugely important for everybody. Every business should just be doing that. Um, but the second part is really about where we impart the knowledge and where we're trying to educate that user as well. And that's the sort of activation piece. So you've got the relationship piece and it's about building trust with video. And then as you sort of, you want to move into a place where they're more sort of educated, engaged and active as well. So it's really about using the call to action to make that jump from, from trust relationship into education and engagement. So I, I think that's probably the best way of thinking about call to actions with videos. What we're really tapping in he, into here is that psychological principle of significance. We're making people realize they are not just another number. They're not just customer 827. They are a person and you really care about them because if each, each of those 827 customers leave, we don't have a business and we understand that. And I think we now live in this world where we want to be significant. We want to be feeling like we are important and valued by each of those businesses. It's funny. I mean, this whole thing demonstrates that that sort of flip that's happened. Because I remember a few years ago, small one-man businesses wrote all of their sales copy as we, and you know, they sort mm -hmm. of had sometimes had like fake 
personal assistants in the wave, and it was actually them replying because they thought it gave them some level of Roberta gra- will be gra- back to you grandiosity, uh, if that's the word. Uh, whereas now, like we're actually like, no, no, I, I'm the CEO of the bloody company, but I'm going to record a video and I'm going to send it to every customer because that's important. And that's, that always reminds me, you know, of when we were in, bi- I was in business studies and I remember we're talking about what's your competitive advantage and doing like the old fashioned, the old SWOT analysis, which is still valuable, of course, today. And one of the things we did is we looked at, you know, what has the small independent retailer got as an advantage over a big, a large store, like a large supermarket or a chain or something like that? And the, and the answer is, we've got agility. We've got, the, we've got the ability to be personal. We can react and be able to do those things and be personal that the large stores can't. Now, at Response as a customer feedback survey platform, we obviously see a lot of different surveys, people who are using Response and people who are not. And one of the big sort of uh, mistakes, I guess, that we see a lot of people making is they send out customer feedback surveys too early in the process. It's just something we've noticed. People sort of deliver a product or service and they send a customer feedback survey sometimes within hours or days before people have really had a time to consume it. So what I'm intrigued by is generally, what is the best time, uh, you know, the best sort of time delay between somebody taking an action and sending out a bonjour video? Is it different from you know depending on what the, the use case is in terms of the stage of the funnel and equally sometimes like you know some if, if something i know bonjour is not totally automated you have to record the video but if mm. something's automated sometimes if it goes out 30 seconds after somebody's taking an action it looks so unnatural that it, it sort of breaks a little bit so with bonjour what are you guys finding to be the best sort of time delay before sending a video out we looked, at, we looked at data around this, and actually, if you go to our blog, you'll see we've written um, a blog up uh, last year about sort of all of this stuff. Um, what we found was that it actually didn't make too much of a difference as long as the video is within you know, roughly around 24 hours. The key part isn't necessarily the timing of the video. The key part is the, the way you send the video. So let me explain that a little more. So mm-hmm. if you're on your sort of daily commute and you get it and say you take the train to work and you've had a bunch of your sort of bonjour to do's add up in your bonjour to do list you've got some new inquiries from your website and you've got five sitting there what we actually found was one of the biggest factors for whether people opened uh, and, and watched the videos that they got sent is whether the person on the other end of the video didn't look like they were just sat in an office with a bland background it, it, so it's sort of the instagrammy snapchatty thing yeah right. out and about feeling like it's in the moment and almost as if they're there with you in your business. It's really interesting. So we have a thing we always do in videos here is we do this little wave. So we make sure that there's a wave in the thumbnail, make sure you're smiling in the thumbnail. But what we try and do is record a lot of our videos outside and out and about. And we hear this from a lot of our customers. They're trying not to sit just at their laptop, you know, going on. We've got a desktop recorder. So they're trying not to do it on there. They want to get out and about and almost invite that person into their life and i think a lot of entrepreneurs and and small businesses have you know they they try and sort of work on the fly and in the moment and they have a lot of maybe sort of freelancers and remote remote workers so people are a lot more agile and sort of more free movement around business so you know i think video is a great way to sort of invite people into the sort of culture of business that you have and not be quite so staid Um, and i think it's also a great opportunity to get up from your desk and walk outside and you know, go and see something a bit different that not only you know helps your customer but invigorates you as well. And makes I you think that location thing is so important, Ollie. I mean, yeah. I think it's it's amazing because what it almost does it makes us feel as a viewer that we are we are part of that person's life. They might be the chief executive, yes. or they might be the yeah. founder, or they might be the head of marketing, or whatever the heck it might be for the business. 
but we feel like our notifications reached them personally and we now have a personal relationship rather than a faceless business-to-business relationship. And I really think if you look at the trends right now and how we build relationships with the people we do business with, I think the world of that old-fashioned B2B sell has kind of gone away because now we're going back to that H2H, that human-to-human sales conversation, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, yeah. It's about being authentic and honest as well and sort of, you know, relaxed with your video delivery and not the whole sort of scripting thing. I don't think it's a good way to go. No, right. no, 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 definitely. That whole thing really helps you with what this idea that we call being 3D as well. People get to see you, see you in different places. So whereas the, you know, the thank you page of your website might have a really nice polished office looking video when they then get the one of you where your hair's a mess and you're walking through the street in the blue <laughs> wind if you live in Newcastle. And obviously that would be, that would be, that's awesome. So we're going to interrupt the episode for a second and final time to play our second and final game. <laughs> now this is our favorite. So here's how it works. Uh, my colleague Kennedy here. Hello. That's him. He's going to sing a song for you now, Ollie, but he's going to sing a song in the style of a traditional British pub singer. And that means that some of the words will be somewhat confused and hard to understand. Your job, Ollie, and of course, dear listeners at home, is simply to guess, poor listeners at home, I should say, is simply to guess what song Kennedy is singing. So then, son, take it away. I think I already would have got that. <laughs> um, if I hadn't picked the song, I think I still would have got it. I was, I was decent. I was decent. I'm going to go for Girl from Ipanema. It's oh, <laughs> my least favourite song in the world. So if I was imagining it, because it'll be in my head all day. I hate the song Girl from Ipanema. <laughs> Can't do it. I, don't I like can it. see where that came from, though. Yeah, this, that was uh, CJ Lewis, Sweet to My Sweet. Shut uh, up on my honey. Ah, I should have got that. Yeah, you see, it was. it's obvious now you're looking at it. There you go. We're going to now head into... I've really enjoyed this, by the way. This has been so good, this idea of just breaking through all that stuff. Actually, before we get into that, I'm going to just interrupt. We were, we're about to go officially into the quickfire round, but I want to quickly just talk about scale for a second because mm. we are talking about doing this individual video things. So imagine Grace from our office here. She signs up for my thing and I send her, her a message and hi Grace, thank you for joining, blah, blah, blah. Click the button below, get involved, great. And then, but if I'm like, how do we do this at scale? Because at some point you go, flip and heck, I'm getting 50 customers a day. I'm getting 100 customers a day. I'm getting 1,000 customers. Like 50 a day seems like absolutely loads, a full-time job. How the heck do we do this at scale? Yeah, it's a good question. I think there are two, two answers to that. So the first one is about making sure that you identify the people that you believe need to get that personal thing. So um, within your funnel, you know, look for those trigger moments or let's say you're an e-commerce business. You know, is the customer that spends $20 going to get a personal video or is the customer that spends $100 going to get that personal video? Right. So really sort of look in your own business and what are those, you know, what are those points where you feel that you should be triggering the, the notification in your Bonjoro app, for and example. And just to jump on that, Ollie, because there is okay, an okay. argument for both of those, isn't there? If, let's say, you've got two products in your entire business, you've got a $50 one and a $100 one, and that's all you've got. That's your entire business, and you're, and you're happy with that, just to oversimplify things for the sake of explanation, right? Sending a video to the person who spent $100, you might think that person's got a higher customer value right now, so I want to thank them. 
But there's a counter argument, which is actually there's a greater opportunity for more revenue for you by only sending the video to the $50 person to move them up in the ascension path of buying more. Which would you err on the side of? I think I'd go for the, the one where the, the you know, I think you're right there, the, the one where the opportunity is greater is probably right. But also I think there are, well, there are two solutions for what you can do here. So one is, um, you know, as we said, identifying the one where you think the opportunity is greater. And it's a really good question. And I don't have a great sort of answer. I realize this one. is probably like a real curveball. Yeah. I'm kidding in my head. I thought, a bit of a actually, it's quite interesting to think about what's the, what's the, it all comes back down to what's the outcome we want when we make that video. What's the outcome? Sure. When we put Bonjour or, you know, whatever into our platform, into our process. Is the point of it to, to do what I call legacy work, which is let them feel good about the purchase because they've spent the hundred dollars or the hundred pounds, or is it to move them up the ascension path? And it's, it's, it's almost like a cast 22, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. We have, I think there are things that happen as well. When, so depending on the context of your business, there are always things like, you know, what email are you capturing? So it might be uh, that it's someone's personal Gmail or it might be a Yahoo account where you actually don't have that person's first name. So you know, for that, you can almost instantly strike out wanting to send them a personal video because you won't even be able to say their first name in the first place. Hey, so, FluffyBuddy62 <laughs> with handcuffs on at gmail.com. So lovely to see you. So, you know, there are things like that. So I think it's looking at your own data and trying to figure out, you know, what's your objective? You know, like you say, do you want it to be the sort of thanking piece so you're sort of uh, making that person feel appreciated so it's almost a customer appreciation piece or do you want it to be that they're sort of much more active and thereby become a high lifetime value customer so you've really got to think about that in terms of your own customer journey. Something we've developed here at Bonjour, and we've actually just released and people are beta testing it, is this new um, feature called Rollups. And Rollups essentially allows you to take a number of different customers, roll them up into one group, and send them a video. So I'll give you a quick example of, of where that would be useful. Say, for example, you run a small business and you have, I don't know, 10 freelancers that work for you, and you want to keep them engaged. Uh, so this is more a sort of internal comms piece. Um, it might be a really great idea every Friday to just give them a bit of an update on the business and to thank them for all the work they've been doing. So with Bonjoro and with Rollups, you'll be able to put those 10 people into Bonjoro, click on all of their little profiles, roll them up into one group and send them a video and say, just want to say thanks for the hard work you've been doing. Here's an update on business figures. This is what we're going to be focused on next week. So there's definitely this. And you know, and as um, in terms of getting new customers, there's also that point of, if you don't think someone needs to get the personal one-to-one -one piece, you could use roll-ups for those customers. So that's our sort of future answer for scale, and that's something that a lot of customers are beta testing that's at the moment. That's such a good idea. So, so if you've got 20 people called Larry just bought your product, you yeah. could say, hey, Larry, thank you for buying the product, and all the Larrys get it. Absolutely. Yeah, you could do, yeah. That's amazing. Love it. Well, we are now, without further ado, going to jump over into the quick fire round. Hey want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets do you make sure you subscribe to the three marketers podcast now on your podcast player Ollie, what would be a book you'd recommend to us all uh i'd recommend it's not a marketing book it's a book called the silk road uh, a new history of the world so i don't know if you've seen it it's a bit of a it was a bestseller i think last year and it's pretty much about trying to sort of recast um sort of reposition the sort of view of history away a little bit from this sort of Eurocentric view and sort of shift it a little bit more towards sort of, sort of old Persia and, and uh, Middle East and, and Asia 
And I think it's really nice. I think in any sort of walk of life, you get into these little echo chambers. And mm-hmm. I definitely think I get that with marketing. You know, you read so many blogs and things. So that book's really helped me sort of shift my mindset a little bit and try and shift my sort of Eurocentric view of like history. And it's, yeah, sort of refreshing mm-hmm. take on history. Very interesting. Love it. Give us one of your top success habits, something that you do regularly. Uh, there are two things I'll go with. So one is switching off my, um, switching off my laptop and phone for, I try and do it for about half an hour to an hour a day, even in the middle of the working day and just working from paper. So I'll sort of sit down. Sometimes I'll sit on the floor, I'll get like an A4 pad and just start trying to sketch out what I think about our marketing strategy and where it's going. And I've put my laptop away, I've put my phone away and I'm just sort of like doodling on bits of paper, scattering them around me trying to get a bit of sort of semblance of sense amongst all the chaos. <laughs> and it helps wow. to do that every, every day or every week. So. Ollie goes analog. I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Which entrepreneurs or marketers do you look up to? Uh, there's one that I love. So one business I love is uh, called Design Pickle. And it's a guy yes. that runs that called Russ Perry. Uh, something he does, and, and we talk about this, topic a lot as well it's like customer delight he tries to do delight he tries to inject delight into their whole sort of customer journey um, and i saw him last year. he did this crazy thing last year actually he used he used bonjuro to send a personalized wrap to everybody that had upgraded to their annual package their annual plan for design pickle um, so i think he recorded something in the region of like 300 400 personalized wraps to customers that had upgraded to their annual plan and i think that is just amazing you know going above and beyond and doing something that's delightful uh if you're doing that you deserve to be successful in business so he's pretty wow. inspiring right we're going to start sending personalized pubs on <laughs> yes personalized pubs <laughs> so obviously apart from bonjura what are your favorite apps that you think are super cool right now okay uh on the webinar side uh, i've really got into demio um, it's a it's fairly new webinar tool. It's really cool. Great UX. Uh, that if anybody wants to check out a really sort of first class onboarding experience, I think check out Demio. It's absolutely incredible the way they do that. Um, another one is called Zest.is. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Zest, but it's basically mm-hmm. like a um, sort of content marketing, uh, like AI, AI-powered content for marketers. So as a marketer, I've got the Chrome extension for Zest. I open up my new tab in in my Chrome, and it just pulls together a load of um, content pieces that it thinks, so articles and blogs that it thinks will be relevant to me. Um, and it's, it's run by a guy called Yam Regev. I think they're an Israeli startup. Mm. Uh, it's really, really clever. It's just you know, launched their app as well. So for me, um, it figures out basically what I'm into as a marketer and shows me interesting and useful content every day. And that, the, the Chrome plugin is really cool as well. It's sort of catching me by surprise every time I open a new tab. It's like, bang, there it is. It's got all my content right there. It's really clever. Wow, that sounds really, really good. Definitely going to check that out. Big important question for you. Who do you like more, redhead Rob or platinum-haired Kennedy? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Kennedy primarily because he, uh, he sings the songs. So he serenaded me. I did. I <laughs> Finally, and most importantly, where can people go to find out more about you guys and everything that you're doing? Uh, just go to bonjour.com um, and go to the blog. So a lot of stuff we talked about here, I go into a lot more detail. So every week I publish a new blog on, on video and how it can fit into uh, customer journey, into your sales funnels, into your marketing funnels. So that's really where I'm sort of condensing down everything we know about video and, and putting it online. So check it out there. 
absolutely amazing. Ollie, thank you so much. All the best of things over at Bonjoro. Been amazing to chat with you and get your insights into all the things you're doing there and how we can all use this personalized video really to knock through that crowded, noisy marketplace that we're all competing in. Brilliant stuff. Thank you. There we go. We crossed that bridge now. What? Ollie Bridge. That was a that was a was that a bridge joke? Bridge joke. We've crossed that bridge. We've discussed personalized video marketing. Did you just do a joke about one of our guests' names? I did. Wasn't offensive. No. Okay. All right. Yes, that was really good. I, I mean, um, you know, we what a are charming huge fans. Huge fans of Bonjoro. Right. Like, love it. Use it across multiple businesses. Absolutely love it. And uh, obviously, really knows, uh, really knows his stuff. And absolutely you know, love it because it's an app. Okay, you said absolutely love it. I'm running a rule here. It's just awful. We did a game about different ways of saying bonjour, and now you're doing, <laughs> and now you're doing puns, puns about his name and what it does. Look, if you want to, rather than listen to more of this drivel from Robert, if you'd like to read the show notes <laughs> on all of this, you can go do that over at blog.responsesuite.com/slash zero six four, where you won't have to listen to any of that madness. Right, we're going to go and lie down for a bit. Oh, separately, I should say. What's that? Uh, separately, I should separately, say. Please, please. <laughs> Keep to your side and of we'll, the podcast. And we'll sit. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you haven't already, go do leave us a review. We'd love to read out one of your reviews on a future episode. Go do that on your podcast player well, as soon as it's safe to do so. We'll read it out. We love to hear what you what you love about the podcast, what your big takes takeaways are, your favorite episode that you've listened to so far, and it really means a lot. And we'll uh, we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Don't miss a thing. Miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com.